Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back into the Force to Punt podcast. I'm your host, Steven Sir. As always, I'm joined by Dusty Likens. It's been a while. Yeah. Long time. Um, we've been planning it, what seems like, for the last several weeks to do one of these at one point. I think so. Um, but the world's kind of crumbling around us. So we're finally getting one done. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon. Um, as of midnight on Tuesday night, Kansas City is going to be shut down in a lot of ways. It doesn't feel like it's that different from what we've already been doing. Because it's not. But there are some businesses and stuff that were, you know, trying to stay open and trying to stay afloat for as long as they could before the city forces them to shut down. So basically now all non-essential businesses are going to shut down. We'll still be here, though. Before we, like, start diving into, like, players and stuff like that, because, like, why is it toilet paper? Have you thought of this yet? Like, I, I, I don't know, like, why, like, are people, like, shitting their brains out and, like, everybody has to, like, go get it and they're, like, in fear? No, is it just, like, because... Like, why is it toilet paper? Because the reality is that people are stupid and in times <laughs> of panic and mass hysteria, they freak out and they overcompensate for things. And you find out... uh you find out the uh, who the morally corrupt people are pretty quick in these situations. Yeah, but I just don't understand like why you need seventy two rolls of toilet paper. Like, is it going to get that bad? <laughs> like, I just, I, I mean, it's no, always bread, milk, like, and eggs, and now it's bread and and paper to wipe your ass. Yeah, and I get that. Like, people are, you know, it's. I'm okay with you overreacting a little bit because that hopefully means that you're taking it seriously. But yeah, like I. Essentially, I live by myself. I have a roommate, but he's never there. He's always over at uh, his girlfriend or whoever she is house. And so, uh, set up really weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their whole situation is. So I don't want to say something uh, that's uh, that might not be true. But he Maybe is. Not after this, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a sports guy, so he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. Uh. But right, so he, I'm essentially living by myself, and so I have been by myself all weekend. Like, you're, like, the first real human interaction I have had all weekend long. I've just basically sure. been locked up. But I went to the grocery store on Friday, spent, like, $80, loaded up on food, and then I went to the liquor store and spent, like, another $60. 
And I've just been drinking way too much all weekend. It's pretty much all yeah. this all this boils down to is that I've been eating like garbage and drinking a bunch of alcohol and watching movies. And eating a lot of frozen foods that I probably shouldn't ever eat again. Yeah. I haven't I've been cooking a lot, but yeah. I think I'm gonna eat a frozen pizza for dinner tonight because I don't Jax? feel like cooking anything. Or is it like a Dojorno? Um, I don't know what brand it is. It was the cheapest one at the grocery store. They were like four for $10, so I just bought four of them. Yeah, but I thought it was messed up. I got four, five Rona pizzas, or I'm sorry, Roma pizzas during the Rona. I don't know if like Hy-Vee planned it or not, but either way, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get into football. Well, hopefully they're good. They're so, pretty solid. We haven't done this in a while, so we are kind of behind. We're going to try to start doing this more moving forward now that, uh, you know, free agency is open and all these teams are signing players left and right. Kansas City Chiefs have been... Pretty silent, though. Um, But a lot of teams are making moves, and so there's a lot to get through. We're going to try to go moving forward, kind of division by division, and do a little bit more, spend a little bit more time on some of these rosters and how they're going to impact your fantasy football drafts and all of that stuff. But today, we're just going to try to run through all 32 teams and cover any type of mildly impactful move that we can. We're just going to try to do it really quick. So let's just get into it. Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so we're starting with the. Are we just going from alphabetically? Yeah, I mean, I just I have have no idea about Washington. Well, (laughs) because yeah, we'll we'll worry about them when we get there. I've got a list pulled up in front of me that's just tracking every single move that way because there's been a lot of them, and I've been keeping track of a lot of them, but I don't know all of them off the top of my head. So I've got a list. It is in alphabetical order, so that's how we're going to do this. We're just going to go down the list and discuss the uh, big-time moves for these teams. Arizona Cardinals bringing back Kenyon Drake, re-signed Larry Fitzgerald, and they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, oh, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sadly, they do not have David Johnson anymore, but Bill O'Brien's thrilled to have his incredibly expensive contract. Yeah. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be better next season. I still don't know that they're going to be a good football team. But you're drafting Kyler Murray as a as a starting quarterback on your fantasy team because he was effective as a rookie, and he showed enough promise in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, even though I still don't have a lot of faith in Cliff. Um, their front office has had a really good offseason, and they pulled highway robbery on Bill O'Brien for DeAndre Hopkins. Like Larry Fitzgerald isn't a guy that you can rely on week to week anymore, but he's still going to be all right. Kenyon Drake was really, really good down the stretch. He was like... I think the last month or six weeks of the season or something after he went to Arizona, he was like the number four running back in fantasy football. Yeah. And he had that playoff game where he scored like four touchdowns that probably won a lot of people some playoff games. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is still incredible, and he's going to be the best the best offensive weapon on that team. Uh, they still have some young wide receivers that they're waiting to see what they have, but they traded for DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the best wide receiver on their team. Yeah, and I have a lot of like uh, like guilt in me right now because I just I feel like every year Pat, Patrick Mahomes will win the MVP, but I kind of want to put some money on Kyler Murray to win the MVP. It's always a quarterback. He's got an exceptional talent, Larry Fitzgerald, which we know who that guy is. You throw DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, they have the perfect running back scheme that works for his type of game. And I, with a guy with his talent, uh, he kind of gives me like a lot of the same notions as like a Trey Young in the NBA. I feel like a lot of people like disregard who he is, but they don't really want to believe how really talented they really are. And yeah, he's a running quarterback. I'm not saying he can turn into Lamar Jackson next year, but there's some similarities there. And I think with like with, with Fitzgerald and Hopkins, that's going to give him so much more confidence to sling those outside routes and sling those slant routes. 
And that's where they're going to be effective. Like, they're going to let him run the ball outside the tackles, and then when they try to cheat and push those receivers to the outside, Kyler Murray's going to destroy you through the middle. And that's the quarterback that I want. I'll say it right now. we got 30 days by ourselves to get pumped up for fantasy football. You can do all the research you want. Kyler Murray, to me, is the quarterback that I honestly want because obviously the the fanboys in the league of the Chiefs fans are always going to try to take Mahomes first overall every year. But don't sleep on Kyler. Yeah, Kyler is a very accurate passer. He's got a big arm. He can sling it. He can fit it into tight windows. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be incredible in that offense, and I'm excited. Kyler Murray's definitely a quarterback that I'm going to be targeting in a lot of my fantasy sure. drafts. He's your Carson Wentz of 2020? Yes. Oh, you broke up with Carson for once? No, I mean, I still, I still like Carson at the right price. Right. I'm still I'm still a big fan. I don't know who you love but, more. But, uh, you know, Murphy maybe if I had uh, Jameis Winston and his 30 interceptions, I would have won my fantasy league last year instead of, <laughs> instead of banking on Carson Wentz and Jimmy G. Shout out Joe Summers. Atlanta Falcons. Um, They got your guy. Yeah, they brought in a pretty big name running back. I was a little bummed by this because I know there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, Todd Gurley's washed up. Even though he's 25 years old, he'll be 26 by the time the season starts. You're heated about that. I still think Todd Gurley has a lot left in the tank. He was good at the end of the season for the Rams once they started giving him a full workload and and letting him just be their offense. I think Atlanta is going to get a steal here with a one-year contract, which is why I wanted the Chiefs to look into it, because I would take Todd Gurley, even if you believe that he's half the player that he used to be. I don't. I, I think that he is still an incredibly talented receiver and would fit in nicely in Andy Reid's offense. And so his ability to do that for Atlanta is going to be awesome, and he's going to be really good there. And I think that you can get him on on a steal because I think that a lot of people are going to be terrified to take him. You can get Todd Gurley in the fifth round. I'm taking it when they've got Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. They traded for Hayden Hurst because they let Austin Hooper walk. Mm. Hayden Hurst hasn't been consistent so far in his career as a former first-round pick, but he's only been in the league for a couple of years. He's still a young player, and he's still really physically gifted, and I think Atlanta will find a way to utilize him. So I still love all of those guys. Calvin Ridley, like he can't he came on at times last year, and especially once Austin Hooper went down, he was fantastic. Calvin Ridley is going to be a monster this season. Yeah, I think Calvin Ridley is going to have the Chris Godwin year this year. The the sneaky if you got him where you got him. Like I think we got and we'll get to Tampa here a little bit later, but I think Godwin I got in the fourth or fifth round. I think Calvin Ridley will go before that in most leagues if they're smart. But I think this is the year where Calvin Ridley kind of takes over as the main target over Julio Jones. I know Julio Jones is still in that offense, and you think, my God, how would they ever take targets away from him? I'm not saying that. I think he's still going to be there. He's still Matt Ryan's go-to ace in the hole. But, I mean, Calvin Ridley, was this, year three, year four? Year three, I think. This will be year three for Calvin Ridley? Yeah. So I think this is the year where, like, he makes that stride, and I think that he makes those type of numbers that Chris Godwin will make, where he can get you an average in – probably be at the top of the top five wide receivers in fantasy football just because of his explosiveness. He's just super talented, and he scores almost every time he gets the hands on the ball. Yeah, he's going to be absolutely fantastic. Plus, he plays in a dome ten times a year. Yes, I'm I'm interested to see uh, how Hayden Hurst fits into that offense, but, I mean, they they need him to be productive, so he's going to be a a big part of there. I like what Atlanta's done. They've added some things on defense. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens. They haven't really added anything on offense. You really um, need to, right? No, I mean, if you think Hollywood Brown's going to take a, a a big leap forward, they've got a you know young explosive wide receiver that they like. 
Um, you know, their offense is going to produce as long as Lamar is producing. So I think that they think they're safe right there. You have to love what they do on defense. So yeah. we don't need to spend much time on them because they've they've made a bunch of moves on defense right. that are going to be highly impactful, and their defense was already really good last year. It's just going to be even better next season. Uh, you know, Calais Campbell was a fantastic trade, and they, they needed a little bit more pass rush, but we don't need to really spend any time on the Ravens for right. fantasy purposes. The Buffalo Bills. Ooh, big team this season. Uh, made a big-time trade for Stephon Diggs. Now... Yeah. I love it. I think Stefan Diggs is one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's an incredible wide receiver. Um, but Stefan Diggs is going to wind up going high. Yeah. Higher than I'm willing to take him in all likelihood. Because the Bills are trending in the right direction. They've got a very good defense and they've made free agent moves to try to make the defense even better. Um, you know, they have a talented young tight end in Dawson Knox. If he can take another step, he showed a lot of promise as a rookie. They've got John Brown, they've got Cole Beasley, and then you add Diggs, who's the clear number one of that trio, but they have they can all kind of complement each other. They're all good at what each of them does. But it all depends on Josh Allen. Like, this is, this is the year for Josh Allen. Like, yeah, they made the playoffs last year. Josh Allen was effective, and they're a good team. They're a really good overall team, and they might win the AFC East this year. We don't know what's going on with the Patriots. But Josh Allen has to be a better passer because he's one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the NFL. So for me personally, I'm probably going to avoid Stefan Diggs in a lot of my fantasy drafts because people are going to take him. And rightfully so, he's a really talented wide receiver. But people are going to take him higher than I'm willing to take him because of who's throwing him the football. Yeah, he's too boomer bust for me. I think there's going to be those games where you're going to be like, oh my God, Stefan Diggs had 40 and I could have got him in the you know second round and I didn't. Somebody got him ahead of me. But yeah, I just... Until you can see it and prove it, like if you want to lock him away, like if you have a heavy receiver, I don't know if you're going heavy receiver and you think he'd be like your third option in like a loaded offense, too big of a boomer bust for me. And I just don't trust like, I don't know, he's transitioning to Buffalo from Minnesota where he played inside eight times a year. And now he's going to the most atrocious place to play when it turns to October and Buffalo. And it just it just screams like those two aren't going to get along right away and there's going to be like an issue with somebody like not being on the same page. I don't know why it screams that way to me. I love Stefan Diggs. I loved him with Kirk Cousins. I'm just not so sure about him in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean they Diggs and Kirk Cousins and they fought, like, right? Like they used to get into it a little <laughs> yeah. bit. And Kirk Cousins is 10 times Cousins, better than Josh Allen. Cousins is a much better passer at this point in his career than Josh Allen is. Like it's Josh Allen's he, one of the most inaccurate yeah. passers of the NFL. God, and he still looks like he hasn't. Well, I mean, yeah. he's got a cannon. He can launch it 70 yards, but it doesn't, do it, it, doesn't do any good <laughs> no. if it's still 15 yards away from where the wide receiver's at. Or it's out of bounds. The Carolina Panthers. Woo. Made a ton of moves, obviously. Um, brought back Kyle Allen, not to be their starter, though, because they, sure they are moving that. on from Cam Newton, as they announced. Teddy Bridgewater signed, signed a three-year, $63 million contract. Yeah. He's going to be their starting quarterback. Who's their running back? CMZ. There he is. Christian McCaffrey. My guy. There's a lot to like in the Panthers' offense. Like Tons. I I really like Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be really good, and I'm excited to see Teddy Bridgewater as a week-in, week-out starter. I don't think that I'm willing to draft Teddy as, like, my week one fantasy starting quarterback. Right. But I am all over DJ Moore. Obviously, CMC is going to be uh, probably the number one pick in most of your fantasy drafts. Yeah. And rightfully so. 
Um, DJ Moore quietly had a thousand yard season last year, and he's a really talented player. Curtis Samuel with a with you know we saw over and over again last year. Curtis Samuel would just be sprinting wide open down the field, and Kyle Allen could not hit him because Kyle Allen's not a good quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's an accurate passer. Uh, I think that Curtis Samuel's going to have a lot more value. Uh, they moved on from Greg Olson. Ian Thomas is a is a nice young tight end. I like Ian Thomas a lot. Yeah. Is a player to take a step forward. There's a lot of things to like in the Carolina Panthers offense. The thing that makes this offense move is that they have a quarterback that's finally able to like work in that offense. Christian McCaffrey got most of his points last year in PPR leagues where he could get the pass, catch, and run. Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that's going to make it work like that. If he can just stay healthy, eh, they got some they got some talent on that team. They could they could make some noise in that NFC South. But yeah, it's 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 the Christian McCaffrey team, and that's that's all there is to say. The Chicago Bears, um, no notable moves on offense aside from trading for Jags quarterback Nick Foles. Obviously, BDN uh, baby Foles played under Matt Nagy here in Kansas City, God, uh, yeah. so there's familiarity there. And Foles has proven time and time again that he's not a great quarterback. But in the right system with the right coach who can set him up to succeed, he can produce and he can be effective. Mitch Trubisky, I think, is going to be on a really short leash this year. Um, so you think he's the starter going into Week One? Um, yeah, I I still think that he's going to be the starter. But I think that if they start, you know, one in three, and he is just playing absolutely terrible, oh, we could see Nick Foles by Week Five. And we've always seen this situation. So you know what's coming. Yeah. Right? Like, you know it's it's and, inevitable. I mean, they did sign Jimmy Graham yeah. for whatever reason. Jimmy Graham has not been <laughs> a productive player in several years, which is why he changes teams literally yep. every year now. Should have never left Nolens. Um It's just, you know, I, I'm not looking at Jimmy Graham as a, as a viable fantasy option, personally. He let you down over and over and over again right. uh, last season when he played for the Packers. Uh, you know, I'm still interested in taking David Montgomery because uh, you know you want to see him take a take a step forward. There, there wasn't uh, there wasn't as much promise after the rookie season that you were hoping you would find, but he's still going to be a big part of their offense, and I do still think that he's a young, talented player. And especially after the expectations for him were really high during his rookie year, yeah, and it was a little bit of a letdown. He's going to be one of those guys that you can get at a super affordable round Correct. in your fantasy draft. So I still like him. Still love Allen Robinson, but outside of that, I'm probably staying away from the Chicago Bears. Yeah, the problem with Allen Robinson is he's not really going to stride until they put that connection with Nick Foles because Nick Foles will throw it to him 10 times a game, and 8 out of 10 times Allen Robinson will come down with it. Mitch Trubisky won't be able to do that. Um, I like Nick Foles. As, I don't know if he gets drafted. In a 14-round draft in fantasy football? Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't, but he's the kind of guy that, like, if you draft, like, a Kyler Murray or you draft a quarterback where you're, you know, if there are questions about it, they're going to be super successful. Nick Foles is the guy that week four when they come in can be that that type of Ryan Tannehill surprise when it comes to points where it's all of a sudden it's like, who the hell is this guy? And it's Nick Foles because they've changed systems. The Cincinnati Bengals are a team that I am willing to put a lot of stock in. Next Shut season. up. Why? Burrow? Why not? What's not to love? Joe Burrow is going to be awesome. Okay. A.J. Green, healthy. A.J. Green, I'm not taking A.J. Green Do we know high. He's healthy? I'm not taking A.J. Green high in my fantasy drafts, but I still like A.J. Green as a player. He's still a guy that 
I, I would like to have on my fantasy roster, even though he sat on my bench in a bunch of leagues last year and never wound up playing. Broke your heart is what he did last year. Joe Mixon was fantastic down the stretch last season. Tyler Boyd is really talented. Uh, John Ross, if he stays healthy, we finally yeah. saw some promise from John Ross. Auden Tate was really good last year. Like, they have got some offensive weapons. Do they for have Joe a line, Burrow. though, for Joe Burrow? Does he have offensive line? Uh, That's the issue. Yeah, he's got weapons but to they throw can, to. But they can address that in the draft. That's hopefully. true. They can they can find ways to do that. You know, it's not something that they've uh, that they've done in free agency so far. But they have made some very good defensive moves. So I, I think Cincinnati is moving in the right direction, and I want pieces of that offense next season. They were moving in the right direction as soon as they got rid of Marvin Lewis. Yes. Except for, you know, last year they were the worst team in the NFL. And they'll be probably 5-12 and 12 next year. Yeah, but they got Joe Burrow, and he's going to be really good, I, I hope. I really hope they draft Chase Young now. The Cleveland Browns went out and, uh, went out and got the best free agent offensive lineman available in Jack Conklin. Signed him to a big deal. They went and signed Austin Hooper, best free agent tight end. Uh, they placed a tender on Kareem Hunt, and no one's going to give them a second-round pick for Kareem Hunt. So Ooh. he will be back. Um. And he's also not facing suspension either. Yes. Well, so they said the league wouldn't gonna, they weren't going to suspend him for the pulled over incident. Okay. Well, perfect. Then. Yeah. So well, he, he could actually one. play the uh, whole the whole year. Obviously, Nick Chubb is a guy that should be that should be going in the first round of your fantasy drafts. Nick, Nick Chubb is really really good. Uh, you hope that Kevin Stefanski is going to be a little bit more stable as a head coach than Freddie Kitchens was and hopefully reeled that locker room in a little bit and kind of get them on the same page because it did not look like Odell and Baker were on the same page at any point last year. Um, they still have David Njoku, who I've been a big David Njoku fan, but he's been really, really inconsistent as a player. That's why they went out and got Austin Hooper. And Kevin Stefanski ran more two tight end sets than any offensive coordinator in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. So he's going to use both of those guys. I would rather have Austin Hooper than David Njoku. Uh, you know, I'm still taking Odell high because the ceiling is there until I believe that it's not anymore. Jarvis Landry is still going to be a good option. He's the one thing that in that passing game last year that looked like he had a chemistry with Baker. He did real um, well last year. Yeah, so you hope they can figure it out uh, on the coaching staff because I think that's the biggest thing keeping the Browns from being successful right now because they've got the talent on both sides of the football. and. They they just have to figure out how to play together and and to get this thing actually rolling. And they need Baker to be yeah. better. Baker was bad last year. Baker took a huge step back, so they need Baker to get this thing figured out. But I'm still, you know, Kareem Hunt, I would probably, depending on where I'm at in my draft, like I want Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt is still a guy that you should absolutely be drafting because he's going to have a big role in that offense. Do you think Odell still goes first round? No. In a 12-team league? No. Early second? Yeah. Okay. I I would have taken I wanted to take him in the first round in multiple leagues last year. It didn't I think I wound up getting him in one league in the first round. Yeah. Uh but other than that, that was the only league I had him in. And does he still go higher than Landry though? He should in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Browns are interesting. If they can click, man, they can be dangerous. If they don't, it's just last year all over again. The Dallas Cowboys franchise tag Dak Prescott. I mean, he's definitely going to play for them at least this season. They're going to be the same boring brought team back, they were last year. Yeah, brought back Amari Cooper. I mean, you're hoping that 
I mean, probably a better uh, with record. No Jason Garrett, that Mike Ugh. McCarthy is going to let Kellen Moore really run the offense and kind of open things up. You maybe know, I mean, Mike McCarthy Bay. didn't let people do that yeah. in Green Bay, no. but maybe he's learned during his time off. He's um, been yosted. I mean, because because you don't see often a new head coach come in and then still keep the same staff. So that was like part of the agreement. Yeah, Jerry was like, "Yeah, you're going to have to work with these guys, and you're going to have to allow them." To do to do what I hired them to do, right? Um, so that was obviously part of the arrangement. So I have to think that he's going to allow that because Kellen Moore showed promise as an offensive coordinator. But then you know Jason Garrett's always getting in the way and doing his best to make sure that team underperforms. Like they've, they've got all the talent. Am- Amari Cooper, um, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup is really really talented as well. Like they've got, and the offensive line is still really good. Like. There's no excuse for this not to be a highly productive fantasy offense next season. Did you you think Amari Cooper still does well now that he's been paid? I know that people can finesse that contract year and then just disappear. I'm worried about Amari Cooper. Um, I like mean, it's his only big option, right? Like, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't get that vibe from him. But he's he's not a guy. Like, I don't look at Amari Cooper like he's. Julio and DeAndre Hopkins sure. and like and those guys like I don't look at him like and like he's one of the five best guys in the NFL. He's a really really good wide receiver. Yeah. But he's not one of the top 5 guys in my opinion. Like I would rather have DeAndre Hopkins than Amari Cooper. Right. But I still think that he's going to be set up for success in that offense. I don't think he's going to take a giant step back because he finally got this contract. Would you rather have Amari Cooper or Chris Godwin? Mm, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I worry about Amari Cooper. I just don't believe in that connection yet. It's just too streaky at this time. Like, I want to buy into it because I do support yeah. Dak because I think Dak's better than most. He just plays in Dallas, so he gets a lot of negative pub because there's so many Dallas homers in the media. But, like, I just I can't find myself to believe that connection's 100% there. Like, I know a lot of them aren't. Like, the best ones are, yeah. but I'm just – I haven't seen it at a consistent level yet. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had Amari Cooper on a fantasy team. He's just not a guy that I generally target in drafts, Fair. but he, he's still talented. The uh, Denver Broncos. Mm, this is your team, right? A lot of people are crushing the Broncos for the Melvin Gordon signing. Um, what? I'm totally on board with it. I mean, it's it's people, you know, you don't spend money on running backs. I mean, they spent some money on Gordon, but they didn't really spend that much money. And I don't hate John Elway's plan. He is trying to compete with the Chiefs, and he is banking on Drew Locke taking a big step forward. Yeah, I love the idea of Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Um, Cortland Sutton is a legitimate ascending superstar, in my opinion. I think Cortland Sutton is going to legitimately establish himself as one of the ten best wide receivers in football this upcoming year. Damn, he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Noah Fant. Showed a ton of promise as a rookie. You, he's just going to keep getting better. Tight end is one of the hardest positions to transfer from college to the NFL. It generally takes guys a couple of years. And Noah Fant was really productive as a rookie. If they go and they're projected in a lot of mock drafts to target a Jerry Judy, to target a CD Lamb, if they get one of those guys, hell yeah, I'm on board with this offense. I know, I know we haven't seen enough of Drew Locke to be highly confident in him, but... Cortland Sutton was productive with Joe Flacco and, and and what's his face? Something, Josh, Brian Allen, or Ryan sure. Allen, whatever the hell his name was. It doesn't matter. Ryan Adams? Yeah. 
Because Cortland Sutton's that, that soft-ass guy. Like you've, already, you've already got that piece. If you go get CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, who I think are going to be stars, yeah. hell yes, this offense is going to be good. And I, I will buy into it. And this is a particular offense that I think a lot of people, especially in fantasy, aren't going to have faith in because they don't have faith in the coaching staff. They don't have faith in Drew Locke. And that's fine because I'll get everybody on this team at a discount. I, I am cool with that. I got Cortland Sutton. And like the 14th round last year, and Cortland Sutton was the best wide receiver on my fantasy football team. Yeah, I mean, I believe in Drew, maybe a little bit of bias, um, but I think that he showed enough. He went 4-1 and one as a starter. His only loss was to Patrick Mahomes in the snow when Patrick Mahomes showed the entire world that he's basically a mutant at quarterback. And he had a connection with Cortland Sutton. We just talked about that with Dak and Amari. Like, I haven't seen enough. It's a small sample size. It's five weeks. But it seems that Drew Locke is going to keep being that type of quarterback. He was that way in high school. He was that way in college where he's going to sling it outside. He's going to let his receivers make a play. And that's exactly what he learned under with Joe Flacco. Now, he's not as tall and as hairy as Joe, but he has that same type of mentality where he's going to throw it up, let him come down with it. I like Cortland Sutton. I think a lot of people will sleep on Cortland Sutton uh, like they did, not maybe as hard as they did last year, but I think a lot of people will still get locked into the minds of, you know, the big-name flashy receivers and – I think that that's a guy that a lot of people sleep on. And I love the two-headed monster behind the uh, quarterback. I just hate the Broncos. But I do like what they're doing. I think John's going to go get a big-time receiver. And then you have two guys on the outside with a guy behind center that likes to throw it up. The Detroit Lions. um, Vern's team. I mean, I generally stay the hell away from the Lions. (laughs) Uh, Like, I'm not. Not last year. You sold me on their running back last year. I mean, did I? I yeah. didn't. I didn't draft him in any fantasy leagues. I did. I was hoping that he would. I was hoping that he would take a step forward, but I did not draft him anywhere. I was sold on that. I I just felt like he was going to do it last year. He just didn't do it. Uh, I mean, carry on Johnson. I guess if you want to take another chance on him, he can. He was not good when he played, and then he got hurt. Yep. Uh, Bo Scarborough. They're going to have back that big dude's coming back. Uh yeah, they've got Marvin Jones back, Danny Amendola, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is a really talented player. Like, I, I would draft Kenny Galladay at the right value. Marvin Jones is still a guy that I think you should also draft at the right value, but Marvin Jones isn't a guy, isn't like a cornerstone type of player. He's a matchup dependent wide receiver that you play on a weekly basis. Yeah. I don't have anything about Detroit. They suck. <laughs> they, I'm sorry, Vern. No, they're terrible. No, no they're terrible. They, they are. They're awful. I, I, I totally get it. Um, I don't trust uh, Matt Patricia. No, in any way, I don't he's copycatting what he learned. It's I, not working. I don't working. trust their running game at all. He's doing the exact same um, thing that Mangini, Cornell, you know, all those guys did. They've got the second year tight end. You hope that he can take a big step forward. He's a guy that I'd be interested in, just because you know how physically like how, how physically he is, or how physically talented he is. And we saw that at points last year, but he week one. Yeah, I mean, he got he had a couple of good games. Like uh, that game against the Chiefs before he got knocked the yeah, piss he out. Was, he was on he was on the verge of lighting the Chiefs up. And then that arm went limp in that game. Yes. Yeah, and by the way, Fant, Hawkinson, Iowa boys, other Iowa boy, Kittle. So you know it's gonna work. Yes, they just they just churn out tight ends. Iowa, Iowa yeah, tight end you. Yeah, Green Bay Packers uh, have yeah. not done anything on offense really. No, nope. obviously. Some of this stuff is going to change post-draft, which they announced today, actually, that they are 
definitely not doing the draft in Vegas because of everything that's going on in the world right now. Sure. It is going to be some type of studio show where picks are, like, called in. That's how they're getting out of the hole. Like, I'm going to put this guy in a boat and put him on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am not drafting Aaron Rodgers next season. No, I'm done they, with Aaron Rodgers. They, Rodgers, somebody's going to take him because he's Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I, I love Aaron Jones. I, I'd still take Aaron Jones on my fantasy football team. Yeah. But their wide receivers outside of Devontae Adams, who should still be a high-end draft pick, everybody else is garbage. Yeah, they suck. Like, Alan Lazard... Like he might be their second best wide receiver next season, and there was rumors that they were, you know, they're making a push for some of these free agent wide receivers. And Robbie Anderson's still floating around out there, so maybe some if if Green Bay could get Robbie Anderson, I'd be a little bit intrigued in that. But Aaron Rodgers desperately needs another wide receiver besides Devontae Adams, and until that happens, I will take Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams on my fantasy team. I will not draft Aaron Rodgers, and I will not draft another Green Bay Packer. Yeah, I think the Green Bay Packers are also known as having the hardest-named receivers to say. Equinamius St. Brown. I mean, I didn't need you to start teeing Marquez, off Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. And then Lazard. And then there's just Devontae Adams. That's yeah. why they suck. No one can say their names except you. You the, just wanted to say all their names. <laughs> the Houston Texans. Valdez, Scantling, you. Um, Man, the hell with this team. MVS, baby. Yeah. Uh, the hell with this team. Yeah, so I mean Deshaun Watson, I love him. I still there. I'd still take him on my fantasy team. I'd be hitting up Bill O'Brien to see what he wants for Deshaun Watson right now oh, after what lying. he traded uh DeAndre Hopkins for. Uh plain and simple, they have to fire Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Like plain and simple, they have to get rid of him. Uh head coaches should not also be GMs unless you're Bill Belichick and you're incredible at everything. Yeah. Um Houston is in shambles uh houston texans fans desperately want bill o'brien to be fired uh for some reason he traded the best offensive weapon on the team for david johnson who i still have faith that david johnson can turn things around he's still a really young player he was dealing with like six different injuries last season and the way the texans run the football i think david johnson could be effective if he stays healthy so David Johnson, somebody that I would be interested in drafting in my fantasy team if it came at the right value. But he trades DeAndre Hopkins. You have uh, Kenny Stills still. You have Randall Cobb still. You have Kiki QT, and you have Will Fuller, who's going to be your number one wide receiver. And play six and, games. And Will Fuller's great. But, yeah, it's pretty much proven that Will yeah. Fuller's going to play like 10 games or less. You think 10? Um, yeah, I, I think 10's a fair a fair starting point okay. uh he, he's I'd guaranteed is a starting he's guaranteed point. to play 10 or less in my opinion God, uh really? but you sign randall cobb oh, great to name. a three-year contract yeah. i don't know what the hell that's about randall cobb would be lucky if he gets a one-year deal pretty much anywhere but houston gave him a three-year deal oh, bill o'brien and gave him a three-year deal. stills and kiki cutie are also Slot wide receivers. So you have three slot wide receivers on your roster right now. Yeah. And Stills has played outside before, but he's had the most success that he's had in his career when he's run out of the slot. So you got three of those guys. Kiki Cutie might just get cut, which is crazy because as a rookie, he showed a ton of promise. And then last year he got hurt. Yeah. And it seemed like Bill O'Brien got mad at him for getting hurt and he just stopped playing him. So Kiki Cutie's like a cut candidate probably because Bill O'Brien clearly doesn't like him. I mean, 
I'm still willing to go out and get Deshaun Watson because he's Deshaun Watson, but I'm staying the hell away from the Texans. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's just going to have a ton more rushing yards next year because he's not going to have anybody to throw it to. And he's still going to do things that are incredible, and he's still going to have massive fantasy games because he's an incredible football player. But the Texans have... Uh, we get a couple of injuries and we fall apart and we go, what? And we go like five and eleven next season, written all over them because that, that's what they need. They they need to go four yeah. and twelve yep. so they can fire Bill O'Brien because obviously they're going to let him keep running that team into the ground. Yeah, Bill O'Brien has blown a twenty four nothing lead in the playoffs. Then he got rid of the best receiver in football, and now he's screwed. So good for him. The Indianapolis Colts. Made it official, Philip Rivers on a one-year, $25 million deal. Um, I do think that there's elements of Phil's game that are gone and that he's not going to ever get back. We saw last season he just cannot throw the deep ball much anymore. No. Um, that's why he threw a lot of interceptions because he still felt like he could go out there and sling it the way he used to, and he that ball it. would just that ball would just die about about twenty five yards. Yeah, he into made the Dan Sorensen look like uh, Earl Thomas. Yes, um, but I think Phil, this is a really really good situation for Philip Rivers, though. The Colts they just released Pierre Desaire, which he had a down year last year, so I totally get that. Um, but they still have a young talented core, like Kenny Moore is a young talented cornerback uh Rocky Sin's a talented player Bobby Okariki and Darius Leonard are nice linebacker pieces Darius Leonard was hurt pretty much all last year but when he plays he's arguably one of the best linebackers in in football JH um, Malik Hooker when he is healthy and on the field is one of the best safeties in the game in my opinion like and this is probably going to be the best offensive line Phil's ever played behind like they the, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL T.Y. Hilton stays healthy. T.Y. Hilton is still really, really good. Uh, Jack Doyle's going to be a viable fantasy option again because they don't have Eric Ebron anymore. Uh, you know, they still have questions at wide receiver. I think Devin Funches is going to be back. Uh, Paris Campbell, you hope that he can take a step. Uh, he was pretty unproductive in his rookie season, but hopefully he can take a step for them. And I still love Marlon Mack. Like, Marlon Mack is – Marlon Mack, what, what Austin Eckler did – for them, like I don't think Marlon Max is good of a pass catcher as Austin Eckler is, but Marlon Max is a really, really talented running back, mm-hmm. and Hines is going to have more value this season because he can step into that Austin Eckler type of role while Marlon Mack is doing the Melvin Gordon thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to like about the Colts offense. Like I'm still targeting Marlon Mack in a lot of different places, and I and I like Phil in this offense. I think he's going to be productive. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's a Phil offense. They'll go nine and seven. I think the best. But I mean, yeah, they're going to depend on. Now, uh, like, I think this team is set up better than a lot of the Chargers teams were to not have Philip Rivers down by ten in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go, and you got to drive eighty five yards. I mean, the Chargers were ass last year because of who their quarterback was. They I mean, had not- Austin Eckler had his career year. They had two good guys on the outside. They had basically oh. the same team. Now they made a couple moves on defense. The defense I mean, was hurt. They, they got had hurt. an unbelievable amount of injuries. Yes. But that seems to be the case every year for the Chargers. I just, I mean, yeah, they they gave him a one year deal, but yeah, Phil worries me. The Jacksonville Jaguars. We already talked about. It. They traded Nick Foles. Yep. Um, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is going to be their guy, and they've got some talented. 
young pass catchers. I think the Jags are going to be terrible next year. Yeah, but DJ Shark won't be. Um, but DJ, yeah, DJ Shark uh, is is another ascending player like Cortland Sutton. I had him on multiple fantasy teams last year. He's really, really, and he was a guy that just wasn't getting drafted. And so he was a guy that I picked up on multiple teams last year, like on the waiver wire week mm. one. And he was a fantastic wide receiver. For most of the season, he was a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah. And he's got all the skills and he looked like he, he's got, he's got a chance to, uh, to be a legitimate stud. Like I'm not going after, uh, DD Westbrook, Chris Conley or Keelan Cole or, or Marquise Lee. Like is Marquise Lee still there? Probably he'll be there forever. Like is, <laughs> I don't even know if he's still playing. They probably still have Mercedes Lewis somewhere on that roster. Yeah, Marquise Lee's still Told there. Told you. Too. I, he, he's just permanently on there. Uh, Mercedes Lewis signed with the Packers. Okay, finally has a new team. Um, But DJ Chark is the only guy that I'm going after. Not Fournette? I, I, I mean, Leonard Fournette too, but out of their group of wide receivers, he's the only guy that I'm interested yeah. in drafting. And he's a guy that, even though he was fantastic last season, He's still not a guy that's going to go high in a lot of your drafts because people, I feel like people are still sleeping on him because right. he plays for Jacksonville. And most people that aren't me and Dusty don't follow the Jacksonville Jaguars very closely. Like Leonard Fournette's still going to be a high draft pick, and he should be despite the inexplicable lack of touchdowns last season. Uh, he was still good, and he, and, he play, and he actually played last season. So I think Leonard Fournette's a guy that it, it's gonna, he's going to get drafted high, and he should be because he's really talented. Um, but outside of Shark, I'm I'm not interested in drafting Gardner Minshew or any of their other pass catchers. Yeah, I just want DJ Shark because I don't know if people believe that the hype was real last year, but again, he did that with Gardner Minshew when he was a rookie, and I think they're going to be in a lot of times where they're just going to be down by like 21 points, and they're just going to sling it, and he's going to get all his yards and catches in the last four minutes of the football game. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, baby. Same I mean, as last year. We don't need to spend no. time on this. You know, Mahomes, Mahomes is, is going to be the number one quarterback off the board. Uh, you know, I'm avoiding Damian Williams, but some people will be able to talk themselves into it. And maybe the Chiefs do draft a running back. If they draft a running back, I'd be more interested in taking that guy than taking Damian Williams. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't done much in free agency. Uh, obviously, Tyreek, Travis. Uh, McColl is going to be interesting depending on what they do with Sammy, who is still currently on the roster. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they're trying to work out an ex- uh, some type of restructure, but we haven't gotten any news on that. So hopefully something is going to come out in, in the next week or so, and we'll have a clearer picture. Obviously, if they release Sammy, uh, Hardman's going to climb up boards, but Hardman's going to get drafted no matter what. Yeah, It's just, if Sammy's there, it, it just it it depends on on how high you're willing to take him. Because if he takes a step forward, and we've seen him you know, working out a lot with Pat so far in the offseason, not now, because uh, you're not allowed to hang out with people anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. But prior to that, he was working out with Pat a lot, and you need to see him develop more as a route runner. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, with the Chiefs, just just draft them all and, and, and hope you, uh, you know, once you get past Tyreek and Travis, hope you get the other guy who's going to be really productive. Yeah, I mean, top five receiver, top tight end, top five quarterback. Those are the main targets. Damian, if you you know, if you go heavy receiver, then I'd go Damian Williams. But again, talk yourself into it. The Las Vegas Raiders signed Nelson Aguilar for some reason. Uh, I will not be drafting him in any of my fantasy leagues. They he also, doesn't catch. They also signed Jason Witten and Marcus Mariota. I don't have faith that like Derek Carr wasn't that bad last year. 
I, I just feel like Derek Carr has gotten this bad rep because he had that one really good season. And so I feel like people put too high of expectations on Derek Carr. Like, he's not an awful quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. Even during his uh, MVP candidacy season, I was just like, yeah, stuff just keeps working out for him. It happens sometimes. Well, the people Like, he's not that good. Stuff just keeps playing out the exact way that he needs it to play out. The reason people give him a bad rep is because that man cried on national television. Yeah, and he looks like he wears mascara. He does look like he had good Charlotte's first two CDs. <laughs> yeah. Which, their first CD like, was leg- pretty good. He legitimately does. I don't know. There, there's something going on there. Like, that's not a natural... I feel like he knows every word... It's not word. a natural look, Derek. I feel like he knows every word of Little Things and Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I'm just, I'm pretty, and he doesn't defend himself well in press conferences. Like when they brought up the cold weather at Arrowhead last year, I think I played it like 14 times in a row. He just like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm not good. It's like, believe in yourself. Like ever since you broke your leg, you've been dog shit. Like he has the talent. He just doesn't look like it and he doesn't have the the backing behind it. And I just really feel like John Gruden's really cheating on him behind his back. And he just doesn't know it yet. Like John Gruden's the guy that comes up to, I guess if you like Um, cheating, you're a scumbag. <laughs> That's fine. Gruden every day is like, well, hey, man, you're my yeah, guy. Okay, you're the guy that yeah, I love. Behind John, his back, he's like, Gruden's we got to get rid of this guy. All these people are liars. Yeah, so, John Gruden's a, li- so, John Gruden's so a scumbag. Upset, when we get upset at, the, at them for being caught in lies, maybe we should be more responsive to the idea that they're all liars anyway, so we shouldn't believe anything that they say. I just want Derek Carr to realize it because I've seen friends go through this where their girlfriends or their boyfriend told their girlfriend, like, babe, Everything's fine. And then as soon as they're away from it's like, all right, where can I get the next hookup? And that's exactly what John Gruden's doing to Derek. And Derek Carr knows exactly what's going on. He just doesn't want to believe it. But soon we're going to see that eyeliner just, uh, it's going to start dripping again. I do have faith. Well, I will not be drafting any of those quarterbacks or Jason Witten's broke ass. Yeah, how did he finesse a 4.7? You know Uh, what? Props to the Raiders because you know what the Raiders did? John Gruden just likes any veteran player. No, ever. because John Gruden is a better commentator, and he knows that Jason Witten sucked commentating football. So he's like, I'm going to keep this no, guy out of the booth I, for I, one more year. I think that he still thinks that he can be productive. Raiders did everybody a favor. And uh, that but Darren Gruden. Waller looks like he is yeah. a uh, potential top five tight end. He was fantastic last season, so he's a guy you should draft. Uh, I'm a big Josh Jacobs fan, and sure. one thing that we do know about Gruden is that if he can, he's going to give Josh Jacobs 25 carries a game and yep. let Josh Jacobs run himself into the ground. 100%. So, uh, there's a lot to like there. I'm kind of intrigued by Hunter Renfro. Um, he was productive as a rookie last season. Um, yeah, he turned it on before he got hurt. I think that I'm not interested in drafting any Raiders pass catcher. If they go if they go get one of, these, one, one of these top rookie guys... Then okay, we yeah. could we could talk about that. Uh, Hunter Renfro is a guy that should go in like the fifteenth round of your draft, in my opinion. You shouldn't have to worry about drafting him. I think so. I think somebody. I think somebody will draft. Did him. they go snag? Did they go get my? Did they go get like a, a Chargers receiver in the offseason? No, they. I mean, they had Tyrell Williams. Oh, they had him last year. Yeah, he was good for like the first five weeks, and then yeah, he just disappeared. And then he got hurt. Yeah, and then when he came back, he wasn't as productive. Um. But, I mean, Tyrell Williams is Tyrell Williams. True. Like, I, I, I'm not drafting Tyrell Williams to be a weekly starter in my Yeah, too much bust, not enough boom. The Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Uh, Melvin Gordon's gone. Austin Eckler's the dude. I love Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, Eckler 
should probably be a top 10 pick in your fantasy drafts this season. So here's where I'm hoping to get Eckler. So I have the first pick of my draft. I'm going to take McCaffrey. I'm hoping that when it comes back to me, I don't think it will be there, but I'm hoping Austin Eckler's still there. Like at 24. And he might be. That's, I, I mean, I think that he's going to be like, it seems like he's going to be their legitimate workhorse running back next season. And they're going uh, to throw him the ball. They still have Justin Jackson, who has been productive when given opportunities, but he's not as good as Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler was absolutely fantastic last season. So he's he's probably going to be like in a 12-team draft. I would have to imagine Austin Eckler's not making it out of the first round. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, Hunter Henry, you know, we don't, other than him, like, you know, you you still like Keenan Allen. I guess you still like Hunter Henry. He was very, I mean, when he came back from injury last season, he was, he was really up and then really down yeah. and there was no real in between. So I don't, I think that he's still a guy that you can draft as your, is your top tight end, but there's certainly guys that you want ahead of him. And I'd be more interested in taking a chance on one of these younger guys than drafting Hunter Henry, I think. Um, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I still like both those guys. Those guys are are still guys that you're going to draft. But until we have some clarity on, you know, whether or not they're going to draft a young quarterback, Tyrod Taylor is the starter. And so, yeah, you have questions about that. But we've seen Tyrod Taylor be productive when the team around him is good. I don't think he was put in a good situation in Cleveland which is why it, it failed so so quickly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's not enough to completely scare me away from the Chargers, but obviously Austin Eckler's the guy that you want. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to take any Charger off the board early on in the draft, Austin Eckler's got to be your dude. Your yeah, dude. and the Chargers are still going to be terrible. And yes. their defense is better, but it's not going to do anything for them that much in the record-wise. I think they might be like a 6-10 and 10 team, but I mean, yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor's going to throw to Austin Eckler almost – what, 15 targets a game? Not 15. Maybe like 12 a game? I, I would assume. I, I'm just saying, I think Austin Eckler's going to be like James Conner was two years ago. The Los Angeles Rams. So this is something I haven't really thought about until right now. Um, I would expect the Rams to likely draft a running back of some kind uh, because, you know, what we do know is even without Todd Gurley, like Sean McVay – Likes to run the football. He likes to utilize his running backs in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I don't think he's he's not as good as Kyle Shanahan is at utilizing his running backs in creative ways to the point where he can just put anybody back there and be productive. Uh, but he's not that far off from it. Like he's closer to Kyle Shanahan than a lot of other coaches are in the NFL. Yeah, and they still have Daryl Henderson, who they drafted high last year, and he didn't get a ton of play behind Todd Gurley last year. I think people thought he was going to get a lot more work than he did. Uh, but Malcolm Brown was the guy. Like, Malcolm Brown, I don't expect Malcolm Brown to just be their starting running back this season. Uh, John Kelly is a guy that's never going to get playing time. Daryl Henderson, you would you would assume that they're going to try to get him involved and that they had enough confidence in dumping Todd Gurley that they can utilize the backs they already have on the roster, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go draft a, white, uh, a running back. And they're talking about trading Brandon Cooks. Like, the Rams put themselves in a pretty bad position money-wise and draft capital-wise because they don't have any picks. Um, so I, I still think that they can get their offense back on track. Like, I'm drafting Cooper Cup highly in a lot of leagues because Cooper Cup's a star as long as he stays on the field. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods had a had a bad year last year, but I think he can bounce back. Tyler Higby 
was great at the end of the season. So yeah, you hope Tyler that he can, he can put all of that together. I still think there's things to like about the Rams, but I would like to get uh, some more clarity on their running back situation once we get post-draft. Yeah, I'm interested to see where Cooper Cup goes because he was a stud last year, and I really like Tyler Higby. I think Tyler Higby can be a top-10 tight end. Miami Dolphins, they've been busy. Really busy. Uh, it's mostly been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. I like what the Dolphins are doing. Okay. Like, if they go take Tua in the draft, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is still going to be their starter. But Devontae Parker, breakout season finally last year. Mike Jasicki, talented young tight end. Preston Williams looks like he's got a ton of potential if he's healthy coming back from a torn ACL. They signed Jordan Howard. I don't love their running game. I'm going to avoid their running backs. But I like that passing attack. And with and with, and with Big Dick slinging Ryan Fitzpatrick over here. Is it big? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel oh yeah. Like, I feel it's more girthy. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love Fitzpatrick. And, bigger I, and than I love... No, okay. no. His is, like, legendary big. Like Pringles can. Yeah. But I love Fitzmagic. I, I love Devontae Parker. I don't think you'd really I love him. Preston Williams. I love Mike Jasicki. I like what they are doing. And their defense is just going to be legitimately good. Okay. Like Byron Jones and Xavier Howard mm-hmm. are the two highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL. And they're both on the same team. But I don't hate the strategy because it's really, really difficult to find good cornerbacks. What do they have? Three first round picks? Yes. Yeah, they're going to get a receiver also, and a running back somewhere. also there. got three first-round picks. They're going to get a quarterback. Are they going to go all offense? I mean, they, they, need to, they need to address uh, their offensive line yeah. pre- pre- pretty bad. they got to find a blind side for Fitzpatrick. They, they did sign Eric Flowers, who mm. finally showed promise as a guard instead of a tackle. There you go. Uh, but they definitely need to draft a quarterback, and they definitely need to draft offensive line, and they've got a ton of money. Or they've been spending a ton of money. So... I like what the Dolphins are doing. I think the Dolph- the Dolphins are going in because they think that they can they can this is finally an opportunity to move past the Patriots with no Tom Brady. We'll see. The Minnesota Vikings. Oof. Um while I love what the Dolphins are doing, I hate everything the Vikings are doing. Yeah, this is an easy team. Dalvin Cook and move on. Yeah. I mean Adam Thielen Stop. still it's over. Uh Kyle Rudolph. As much as I hate him, he was actually really good last year. So I guess he's viable, like like Kirk's going to throw him the ball. Um, but other than that, their offensive line's not great. Nope. Uh, Dalvin Cook's a special player, so you're still going to draft him. He's going to be an easy first-round lock in every fantasy draft. Um, Thielen's still a guy that I would take a look at, but I would expect him to slow down a little bit without digs. And I don't really, like, this feels like a half-hearted reset by the Vikings. You know, they they let two starting cornerbacks walk. They let Linville Joseph go. They let Everson Griffin go. Like, that defense is not going to be the same defense that we've seen the last, like, five or six years in Minnesota. And Trey the offense is too, right? Yes. Which he sucked anyway. But. Yeah, the uh, the offense, and the offense is going to be suspect. So, oh, God. I'm still taking. I'm still taking Dalvin Cook, but other than that, I'm avoiding the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think Thielen averages targets wise now? I mean, a lot. Yeah, 
That's the I, I only think, thing that keeps me. I interested. would think that Minnesota's gonna try to draft a wide receiver, and this yeah. is, you know, an unbelievably talented wide receiver draft class. Yeah. But the last wide receiver that they took in the first round was uh La- Laquan Treadwell. Mm, that worked out. Yeah. So I don't really have a whole lot of faith in what the Vikings and Mike Zimmer are doing right now. I remember now. I wanted the Chiefs to take him out of oldness. The New England Patriots. We don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I love the idea of them going out and getting Jameis Winston and watching Bill Belichick scream at Jameis Winston every week. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to try to draft somebody or they're just going to roll with, uh, what's-his-face, Jared Stidham. Um, I don't want... I, I Okay, I generally avoid Patriots in fantasy football anyway. Mm-hmm. I did have Josh Gordon last year. Obviously, that didn't work out. Um, but I generally avoid all those guys anyways. And I don't see how going into this season, you can draft any Patriot with any type of confidence. Like, Sony Michelle was terrible last year. So you're taking Sony Michelle. Maybe, maybe he bounces back and has an okay year. James White, Julian Edelman. I don't want any of those guys. I just don't know if I can say what I like about New England until after the draft because I honestly don't know what in the hell Bill Belichick's trying to do. And they've got 12 draft picks. So they're banking on that draft capital coming coming in huge and for them to get some players that uh, they can really develop and that they can really contribute. But New England, obviously, uh, you know, you have a 20-year run with the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game, and he leaves and goes to Tampa Bay, and you don't know what the hell they're going to look like next season. So, yeah, I think we'll know a little bit more uh, post-NFL draft, but I still find it hard to believe they're going to do enough to make me confident in taking any New England Patriot in fantasy football next season. No, I'm good. I'm passing on New England. New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees is back. Michael Thomas, obviously a stud. Emmanuel Sanders, a huge, huge signing for the Saints. So, Sanders, I was looking at his numbers the other day. Like, Emmanuel Sanders has never been a star player. Like, he's ever been a 1,500, 1,600-yard wide receiver, 12 to 14 touchdowns. Like, he's not that. But he is just rock solid. Like, he is just going to produce the same statistics virtually every year and be super solid. And that's all they need him to do because Michael Thomas is an absolute superstar. So I love Emmanuel Sanders in that offense. I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a bounce back year. I think that he's still a star player. He was just dealing with a lot of injuries. I, I still like a lot of New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I think this is it for Drew, right? So he's going to let it all hang yeah. out. This is I, this is the last round. There was a report that he was going to retire, and they convinced him to come back to, to try to make one more run at it. Yeah, this is, I mean, and I think what they say, we, we read that article together. Not like literally um, like in the same room, but like, what was it? Kamara played 70% healthy last year. So I think this is a yeah. big year for Alvin Kamara. He was dealing with more than one injury. Yeah, and I think this is a big year for, I think Drew obviously is going to have the completion percentage. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think Emmanuel Sanders helps out uh, uh, Michael Thomas as if Michael Thomas needed any help. The New York Giants. Um, I mean, I'm not drafting Daniel Jones as my starting fantasy quarterback, but there's things to like about the Giants. I, I think that Dave Gettleman is still the worst GM in football. Uh, I guess ne- ne- next to Bill O'Brien now. Um, and he's already made super questionable moves this offseason. Yeah. But the offensive pieces are in place, right? Like, even if. Daniel Jones isn't a elite superstar quarterback as long as he's serviceable. Darius Slayton, second year, you uh, 
want to see a big step from him. He he's got uh, serious potential. Golden Tate was solid at times. Sterling Shepard, if he ever stays healthy, he's had like fifteen concussions, so I don't know. Evan Ingram was hurt all year last year. If he if he can just stay healthy, we've seen how where his potential's at, and it's yeah. top five tight end. If he can just stay on the field, and you have to assume that Saquon Barkley is going to bounce back and stay healthy this season, and like Saquon, even after last year, Saquon's still a top five pick in fantasy drafts. Oh God, yeah, like that's not, that, that's not changing. Too much talent, too young, and on too unnecessary of a team, like where he can't be good. Yeah, like so there, there there's reasons to think that the New York Giants are going to be very fantasy viable this season. Yeah, they're going to play from behind. You got Daniel Jones here, too, and you got my boy Slayton, who I think is a very sneaky, sneaky end of a third-round pick at receiver. The New York Jets are a bad football team. They got and, your boy, though, Sam Darnold. And I don't, uh, I don't expect them to be good this year right? under any circumstance. Uh, you know, I'm not drafting Sam Darnold. Uh, we don't know. There's reports that they really want Robbie Anderson back and that, and he may go back on a team friendly deal because he has not had the market and free agency that he thought he was going to. Um, but I'm not drafting any jet like Le'Veon Bell. I maybe can have a bounce back season. I just think that Adam Gase is a bad coach. And, and I, I just think that the jets still have a ton of holes and I don't have faith in Adam Gase and that front office and the organization to actually go out and drastically improve the team. Yeah, I think they're just screwed with Gase, right? I think that's like where the whole problem is, yeah. and I just don't think he knows what he's doing. Like, let somebody else do, uh, you know, the, the guy in my league last year who loves Le'Veon Bell and took Le'Veon Bell in the first round. Like, let somebody, let somebody else go do something stupid like that based on Le'Veon Bell's previous body of work. Like, I still think Le'Veon Bell's a talented player, but the Jets are a bad football team. Yeah, he's and just they, not and they worth have it. Not, yeah, they have not done enough to get better. I'm, I'm not going anywhere near the New York I would team. take Todd Gurley over Le'Veon Bell if they were both available at, like, pick 26, 27. Me too. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I, so, well, I would take Gurley later, but I would... I'm just saying I think that's where they're going to go in most leagues. Yeah, but and I would also take... Yeah, I would I would rather have Gurley than Bell, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I yeah. would definitely take Gurley in that situation. I would take Gurley over Bell if I didn't have a choice. Uh the Philadelphia Eagles. Your squad. They uh they did go get Darius Slay, which is huge. Yeah. Huge. That's yeah. secondary. That's where they hurt last My year. My God needed a cornerback, and they got one of the best cornerbacks in the game. And it's cool uh, he's wearing twenty four for Kobe. They absolutely needed that. Um but the Eagles, they still have a lot of things to address in the draft. They've made some very nice moves, uh, mostly on the defensive side of the ball, to try to make their team better. Uh, they absolutely have to get a pass catcher. They absolutely have to get a couple of wide receivers in this draft if they can. Um, if they went out and got Robbie Anderson, I wouldn't hate it because their wide receivers were garbage last season. And they're not going to gonna cut Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, he's coming off of an injury. And he's just not going to be the same player you would assume he's coming off of an Achilles injury, if I recall correctly. Uh, Zach Ertz is still really good. I really like Miles Sanders. He showed a ton of promise as a rookie. I think he's going to be set to take a big step forward uh, in year two. But you can't bank on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He was completely non-existent as a rookie. Just another name that you wanted to say. Like You have to get a wide receiver. The Eagles desperately... 
that has to be the number one thing that they go attack in this NFL draft. By the way, this is this is the final this is the final year for me for Carson Wentz. For him to be considered to be like a top ten QB to take in the draft. I mean, he had I know moments last, year, last the, year and he was still fantasy productive. He didn't have anybody to throw the damn ball to. Yeah, and you know, I like Carson Wentz. He just got like really bad placement injuries. Like the last injury last year was just terrible. It was just a gross injury. And then the one before they went to the Super Bowl was just, like, too late. But, yeah, I mean, this is, like, and I've drafted Wentz, uh, I think, two of the last three years. I think this is my last, like I said, like earlier you said, like, I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. I won't even think about Aaron Rodgers. I won't sleep over Aaron Rodgers. This is my year like that with with Carson Wentz where, like, this is it. Like, I have to see it, the level that I think that he's worth it because I think he's a stud. Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger expected to be back. He looks like Hagrid from Harry Potter. Yeah, are we right talking? Now. What in the what in the good hell? He looks like a mountain troll. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, if you ask him three questions, he'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did go sign Eric Ebron. I like um, that signing, by the way. So, I don't know why. Well, so they signed Eric Ebron. They still have Vance McDonald, um, who's been really up and down. Has had ton of injury problems, but Vance McDonald's like one of those guys where it's like. He ever stays on the field. He's got all the physical gifts. Um, I'm not. That's true. Yeah, he is that guy. I'm not banking on either of them being highly productive in fantasy, but one of them will be. It's just going to be the same situation you had with the Colts, where it's like, do I take Ebron? Do I take Doyle? And then Ebron right. had like ten touchdowns that one year, but was really ineffective last season. So you're Ebron's probably the guy that's going to get drafted ahead of Vance McDonald, but Vance McDonald will probably still get drafted by someone. Um. You know, as far as their offense goes, like Juju, if Juju comes back healthy, I still think that he is a very, very good player. Um, I'm not drafting James Washington, but I will draft Deontay Johnson because I think Deontay Johnson's a really, really talented player. Yeah, and he has that explosive over the top, take the yeah. lid off the game. Like I, there are wide receivers I'm drafting. I'm drafting Deontay Johnson and Juju. I'm staying away from James White. And Connor's kind of a question mark too, right? Yeah, I mean, he's still going to be their, their workhorse running back, I believe, if he stays healthy. But that was why I avoided him last year was because... He had just, I mean, even going back to college, like he was one of those guys that just always has the injuries pile up on it. It's not one thing, it's several things. And so I don't see how you can bank on him being somebody that's going to be available for you the entire year. Would you draft draft him or would you draft uh, David Johnson? If they were like right there in like, let's say the fifth round, like middle of the fifth. I I feel like that's where they should go. I would draft James Conner. Yeah. Because I have I have more faith in the coaching staff and the offense around. That's fair. And and the Steelers, the Steelers are going to have one and of the five same best. System. Yeah, the Steelers are going to have one of the five best defenses in the NFL too. Like they're, they're just going to be a better football team. Yeah, you ain't lying there. So I would I, I would rather have Connor in that situation because I don't have any faith in the Texans at all. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they have not made. Really, any moves on offense? They got rid of what? Uh, what's uh, the slot guy they got rid but of? But they, uh, well, they let Emmanuel Sanders go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, that's right. And they signed Eric Armstead to a big contract, and they traded DeForest Buckner, Correct. which that that's the huge move for the San Francisco 49ers. Because you expect, like, still draft your 49ers, like, you know, Mostert, Breida, Coleman. I think all of those guys are draftable players. Um, you know, you're, you might not be able to bank on them week in and week out, but those are all guys that are going to be fantasy viable in some way, I would imagine, next season. Um, 
I and they got the 13th overall pick back from the Colts in the DeForest Buckner trade. So you have to assume they're going to go get another pass catcher. Obviously, George Kittle is incredible. I mean, him and Travis Kelsey are tight end one and two, and I think you can change them up, and I don't think there should be any argument about it. No. Uh, George Kittle is an unbelievable player. Debo Samuel is really, really good. And he. we saw that Emmanuel Sanders helped him really take a huge step as a rookie. Um, he's a guy that I want to draft in a lot of leagues. He's a guy that I, I would like that dude on my roster because I think he's a really, really talented player. And he's in, you know, he's in a Kyle Shanahan coached offense. And I think he's going to be their number one wide receiver. And with the 13th pick in the draft, you know, a CD lamb is on the table. Jerry Judy's on the table. Ruggs is on the table. Like those type, those top end wide receivers are on the table, and I and I think that they're going to take one of them. So once we get post-draft, we can talk a little bit more about their pass catchers, but right now it's Kittle and Debo Samuel are your your top targets. Do you think Jimmy gets drafted? Um, No. I don't either. I was thinking about this He didn't get drafted in a lot of leagues last year. I picked him up in more than one league and kind of used him situationally down the stretch, and it, and it worked out for me in most leagues because he was putting up some numbers down the stretch. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what he should be. He should be like a, uh, a a viable waiver guy that, you know, in a pinch you can go at him and he can he can get you three touchdowns or that's something fair. like that. Seattle Seahawks, uh, they... What are they going to do at tight end? Uh, well, they gave Jacob Hollister a second-round tender... Um, and then they have, uh, they traded Nick Vanette and then Will Disley, if he comes back healthy, Will Disley, uh, was looked like he was going to be, you know, a a top 10 tight end last season before he got hurt. They also signed Greg Olson to a one year contract. Yeah. Um, so I guess they're going to use two, three tight end sets and then just send lock it out deep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm interested in Lockett and Metcalf. Like yeah. the, the Seahawks are still going to be a good football team. They They're still probably going to run way too much and, yep. and drive you insane. But Chris Carson's still going to be a viable uh, option. Rashad Penny was finally looking like he could become a player for them before he got hurt. If he's healthy, he might be a guy to keep an eye on. Um, but I'm probably avoiding, like, Chris Carson's going to go high in a lot of drafts. I avoided Chris Carson last year, and I'm Same. glad I did. He was still productive fantasy wise, and so it wasn't a it wasn't a devastating thing if you, if you passed on him, right? But I, you know, I, I I want the guys later that can wind up being running back fives, not uh, not not draft a guy early who I know is going to be like a running back twelve. I, yeah. I, I would rather take a chance on those other guys. I'd rather just wait for nobody to draft Penny and then just swoop him up before week yeah, one starts and, but, and stash him. Yeah, and you know I, I'm still interested in Lockett and DK Metcalf. You expect to take a leap forward. Like I'm still, and Russell Wilson's still one of the better fantasy quarterbacks in, in all of fa- fantasy football. So you're going to take all of those guys. Yes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, man, here we go. Now we're starting to get horny. This... This is sexy here. This is all they I want to They need a running about. back. That's fine. They'll they need a running back. You don't trust Ronald Jones at all. Bruce will get him did, a Do they back. let Peyton Barber go, or is he still on the team? I mean, the fact that we have to ask that, it shouldn't matter. Be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Tom Brady, um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, mm. O.J. Howard, mm. I think, is back in play. Cameron Brait. 
Cameron Brait. Oh, man. They get another running back. They need one desperately. Tom Brady's going to make him get one. Tom Brady supposedly wants Antonio Brown. Does Bruce he? Arians doesn't want Antonio Brown, but I feel like Tom Brady can negotiate anything he wants because he's Tom Brady. Yeah, he's Bruce Wayne. So that might, so, you know, that could happen. Tampa, I, I mean, just plainly, but Tampa Bay's offense is going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch this because it fits everything yes. that Tom Brady is right now because I'm not saying that he and Mike Evans are going to have that over-the-top connection like he had with Moss because it's just too many years past. But he is going to give Mike Evans that more consistent thing where it's like last year when you had him with Jameis, you'd be like, oh, how come Mike Evans only got me five points this week? And then you'd be like, do I start Mike Evans this week? And then you'd explode for 36. Expect Mike Evans now to get you that consistent like 20 to 26 per game. I'm saying I I believe this. And the other thing, too, is that Godwin's the perfect receiver for Tom Brady at his age. He's one of the best slot receivers. He's explosive as shit. And if they do go get Antonio Brown, which I think is far-fetched, which doesn't really affect me right now. But what I'm saying is those two guys, with the way Tom Brady is, it seems barring an injury or something massively catastrophic, that is the offense I cannot wait to watch next year. Yes, it's going to be fun. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both it's perfect top 10 wide receivers. They're both guys that are going to go high, high in your draft. As they and, should. And they should. They're both incredible. They should both talented. go in the first round. And Tom Brady is going to be a viable fantasy option again. Like last season, I feel like a lot of people were still starting him week to week and they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have been because he was bad last year, yeah, but he, the, he had a bad team around him as yeah. well. And what was the main narrative around Tom Brady last year? If he just had somebody to throw to, yeah. things would be different. Now he, he's got two studs. He had the one game with Antonio Brown yeah. and, looked, and looked unstoppable. Against Miami, but yeah. And then also he had, they went and got Sanu and like he was decently better whenever Sanu could get open. But yeah, now he's got two of the best Route running, pass catching, speed. Gu- ah, yeah, I can't wait to see this work. Only a couple more teams left. The Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah, your boy. Uh, bringing back Derrick Henry. Yep. Massive contract for Ryan Tannehill. Our guy on the outside. Um, You know, obviously Der- Derrick Henry is going to be drafted as a top five running back next season. He'll be the number one running back taken, I think. And Oh, no, he won't. He'll be second. Christian McCaffrey will go first. I mean, yeah, I would rather have Christian McCaffrey. But he will be he will be a top five player off the board, guaranteed. One hundred percent. Ryan Tannehill might be a quarterback that you draft. He's not a guy that I'm going to target because he's got regression written all over him. Uh, but AJ Brown looked like he was a star player when Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback last season for the Tennessee Titans. I love AJ Brown. He is a guy that I am targeting heavily everywhere. If you can get A.J. Brown in Dynasty, oh, my God, go get him. Yeah, he's I think A.J. Brown is a superstar caliber player. I think he's also one of those young rookies last year that people will forget about this year in the draft that you can literally sneak up in, like, yes. the end of the third, end of the fourth when people start yes. losing their concentration, and he will win you championships. A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, D.J. Chark. Those are, like, my three yep. value-wide receivers that I am targeting everywhere. And then throw and then throw Slayton as the fourth one out of those three. Yes, all of those guys are are fantastic and have a bunch of potential. I think AJ Brown. Yeah, I think AJ Brown and Cortland Sutton are the two are the two guys that I want absolutely on my team. Definitively, I like I will, like I will reach on both of them. Yeah. to get them on my roster because I think they're that talent. But it'll pay off. Yes. The uh, Washington R's. I don't know anything about them. Uh, we don't need to spend much time on them <laughs> because they're bad. Uh, Terry McLaurin. I still like Terry. Uh, he still is a guy Terry. that I will still take. Um, 
in the right in the right situation. Like I'm not going to go out out of my way to go find him, but I I still like Terry. I still think that he's really talented. So yeah, if I can if I can get him uh, in the right round, I'm definitely willing to do it. Um, other than that, I'm not really interested in anybody else because they're just a bad football team. I mean, Darius Geis maybe at the right value. Adrian Peterson has still been productive, but Stop. I would I would rather just avoid all of that yeah. altogether because Washington's one of the worst teams in the NFL, and that's not going to change this season. They will be the worst team in the NFL next year. Yeah, they prob- I think they I think that's my be. team to, to finish dead last. They're going to get yeah. they're going to go tank, and then they're going to draft uh, Lawrence out of Clemson. All right, that's all thirty two. Got a solid, uh, that's a solid hour-long podcast to hold you over while you're uh, quarantined this week. That's right. Uh, We will try to get back to it uh, here pretty soon and and come back and bring you something else. We're going to start doing division-by-division breakdowns um, as the NFL draft gets closer and we can start breaking down some rookie classes. Like, I'm really excited about this. Uh, There's still a lot of stuff to talk about in football, thankfully. So we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we will be back soon. Peace. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.